0: this insert is brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m please visit kpulpit.co.za hi my name is steve you're listening to bible toolbox on radio pulpit this is part two of jesus emotional voice jesus emotional voice and What I'm trying to illustrate here is that Jesus was human, just like you and me. He had emotions just like you and me, and he expressed those in the New Testament. Uh, This emotion that I want to talk about is called sorrow. It's called sorrow. We all experience sorrow of some kind, grief, sorrow. These are things that are common to man. In John chapter 11, we read these words from the Gospel of John. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Now, you probably recognize this. This is a scene from John chapter 11, where Christ's friend Lazarus had died. Okay, He was sent word that his friend Lazarus was sick, Uh, in earlier in uh, John chapter 11, he was sick. But Jesus delayed coming to Bethany. And then by the time he got there, Lazarus had already died. Lazarus had already died. So now he's with the family. He's with Mary and Martha. Martha greets him. If you read in John chapter 11, she greets him. If you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. Nice greeting for the Lord. What do you think? And Jesus expresses himself to her. He says, I'm the resurrection. I'm the life. In fact, he tells her these things, and he asks her, do you believe this? And Martha ducks the question. She says, well, we know that when the Messiah comes, this will happen. But Jesus is looking at them, and he's, he's obviously seeing their grief, their sorrow, and, you know, and their despair that their brother had died. Okay? But now, I have, a, I have a little problem with this idea that Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the New Testament— Jesus wept. John chapter 11, verse 35. Why was Jesus crying? Was he crying because his friend had died? Well, I kind of have a problem with that. I mean, if Jesus knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, there's no need to cry. He should be joyful. He should say, don't worry, I'll fix this. I'll fix this. So, why was he crying? Over Lazarus? Or was he also in despair because of Mary and Martha's unfaithfulness in believing in him? I am the resurrection, I'm the life, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Christ has said this over and over. They knew this. They sat at his feet listening to him when he taught. So then, what was the reason he was crying? Now you also have to understand in those days they hired professional mourners, okay? and sometimes in some cultures this still happens where when someone important dies they hire professional mourners to come and they cry and they wail and they have they have different kinds of expressions of grief and everything to show how important this person was in life okay and i'm sure they had the same thing in bethany that there were people around who were distraught at the death of lazarus and perhaps even professional mourners so there was a lot going on there When Jesus asked them, where have you laid him? Where where did you put him? And they said, Lord, come and see. And Jesus, confronted with the tomb, obviously had this emotion here. He, he He expressed he was troubled in his spirit, but the word says he was troubled in his spirit. He groaned in the spirit. Now, was this because his friend Lazarus had suffered maybe with sickness and died? Or was it because the people around him just didn't understand his mission? They just didn't get it, that he's the life. Wow. I don't have a definitive answer for you, but I think it was a little bit of both. I think it was a little bit of both. In Psalms chapter 116, verse 15, his relative David wrote this, "'The Lord cares deeply when his loved ones die.'" The Lord cares deeply when his loved ones die. And this is true even today, my brothers and sisters. We sometimes get ourselves into such a state when someone dies. Sometimes it's unexpected, and we can't we can't just can't handle it. They seem to be so alive, they seem to be doing well if you go to a hospital and the doctors say don't worry, we're handling it and everything, then you come the next time, and that person's already passed on. I can understand that. It's a shock to the system. But I think here, Jesus had a focus, a, a different focus. Yes, he deeply cared for Lazarus and Mary and Martha, but he knew also in his heart that all he has going to do is say the word and Lazarus would live. It's the same today. It's the same today for you and me. If you're in despair, you're in, you have grief, you have sorrow, the Lord will say the word and life will be there. We just have to understand which life, which life, which life. Then in Matthew chapter 23, this is what Jesus says. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed who he. He was crying here over Jerusalem. This is he, you know, he saw Jerusalem, not as the city as it was, which everybody was happy with. I mean, the disciples were saying, oh, look at this temple. Isn't this wonderful? They were overlooking the city. This is a beautiful place. And Jesus said, listen, it's not always going to be this way. It's not always going to be this way. And you know and I know what happened with the Jewish revolt in 66 A.D., the Jews revolted against the Roman Empire. General Vespasian brought his legions to Judea and laid siege to Jerusalem. He was called away before the end of the war, and his son, General Titus, took over and destroyed the city completely destroyed blood was running in the sea, in the streets and Christ had warned them he fears for pregnant woman. He fears for the elderly. He's, and he told them, when you see this happening, flee to the mountains. Flee to the mountains. Well, you have to, you have to ask yourself, um, what was Jesus seeing? Well, Matthew chapter 27 and verse 25, at the trial of Christ, Pilate comes to the Pharisees and those around who are screaming, crucify him, crucify I found nothing wrong with him. He's innocent. I found nothing wrong with him. And they said to Pilate, let his blood be on us and our children. Well, not even one generation after that, Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans. Destroyed, completely destroyed by the Romans. Over a million Jews, when men, women, and children were taken as slaves and sold. Many, many more were killed, starved to death in the, in the siege of the city, killed when they tried to escape. Wow. Let his blood be on us and our children children wow that's something to say right well, that's something to say the jewish war between 66 and 70 ad wasn't the only time the jews revolted not even 60 years after that 135 ad the romans came back and destroyed the city again destroyed the city again wow so jesus expressed sorrow he expressed sorrow okay and Jesus was a man of empathy as well, a man of empathy. And if you turn to John chapter 19, starting from verse 25, this is what the apostle John writes. Now, there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he said to his mother, woman behold your son. And he said to the disciple, behold your mother. Okay. This is when Jesus was already nailed to the cross and dying. Okay. And he sees below him, he sees below him, his mother Mary and the disciple John. You have to understand, John was the only disciple to witness his death. All the rest had fled. They'd all gone. They thought they were going to be next. So they fled wherever they went. Peter followed a little way to the courtyard of the high priest and was driven away by a servant girl who recognized him and says, oh, you're one of them, and he denied Christ three times. Here Jesus is fulfilling his obligation. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, the law says that the eldest, the firstborn, had to take care of the parents. When they got old and elderly, that was his—that was their obligation. In fact, the law provided a little extra in inheritance for the firstborn, so that he could provide for his elderly father and mother. So Jesus saw his mother below him, and understood: the first, as the firstborn, he had an obligation. But then I have to add another question here. Then, where was Joseph the carpenter? Why wasn't he there? I'm sure he would have taken care of his wife. Well, the last time we read about Joseph the carpenter was in Luke chapter 2 when Jesus was 12 years old. He never appears after that, never appears after that. Well, Jesus had four brothers and at least two sisters, Matthew chapter 13 and 55. They even had names. They they were even named, okay? Where were they? Well, again, if you want to read in uh, John chapter 7 verse 5, They did not believe in him. They weren't there. They did not believe in him. They weren't there. Later on, they did. Later on, James, one of Christ's stepbrothers, was a leader in the Jerusalem church, and he even wrote one of the books in the New Testament, the letter of James. Also, his half-brother Judas, or called Jude, his letter is in the New Testament as well. So, both of those stepbrothers did believe in Christ later on. And the last emotion is not really an emotion, I would say, but I think it involves an emotion. Okay? Luke chapter 23 and verse 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Even on the cross when he was dying, he asked for forgiveness for those who are perpetuating this murder. He was murdered. In Matthew chapter 8, you'll find that Jesus touched lepers. He fellowshiped with notorious sinners in Luke chapter 5. He embraced little children, Mark chapter 10. He was tortured. He spilled real blood, felt real pain, dying on a Roman cross, a victim of a conspiracy of murder. But Christ had emotions and he expressed them in the New Testament. Maybe this will give you an expanded view of who Jesus our Lord really was and what he meant to people. My name is Steve. Thank you so much for listening. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.